Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He looks determined without being ruthless. Something heroic in his manner. There's a courage about him. Doesn't look like a killer. Comes across so calm. Acts like he has a dream. Full of passion. You don't trust me, huh? Well, you know why. I do. We're not supposed to trust anyone in our profession anyway. Peace, 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 and welcome to The Rematch, which is part of the BasketballNews.com podcast network. On The Rematch, you'll hear in-depth interviews with notable names from all walks of life. Because sometimes the media just doesn't get it right. The Rematch is that second opportunity to clarify, put things in proper context, correct fake news or misreported controversy, The media still exists as the most powerful entity on earth because they control the minds of the masses. I'm Atan Thomas, and the full truth is what we are aiming to catch. Many media stories omit details that would dilute their clickbait roar, and that's why there's a need for the rematch. Today I sat down with Tim Gittens, a.k.a. Headache, one of the original members of the An One Mixtape Tour. Headache discussed what was left out of the Netflix documentary, The Rise and Fall of An One, which is part of the Netflix Untold series. He discussed the exploitation, the missed opportunity, and everything else that went wrong from the management side and player side. He also discussed the tremendous influence the entire N1 movement had on the entire culture. This was a great interview. Hope you enjoy. Mr. Tim Gittens, a.k.a. Headache. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm great, man. Just living life. You know, God bless. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to... uh do this interview um, on the rematch, basketballnews.com and Fly TV. Um, so I, I just watched the Netflix documentary. You know what I mean? The Rise and Fall of Anne One. Um, it was as part of the, the Netflix series Untold. Um, and, you know, we've known each other for a long time. You know, I was I was on Anne One while I was playing. You know, I, I met you through Chris Broussard. We met you through Chris Broussard and his King Movement and everything like that. And um, so you were like the first person I called after I watched it, you know, because I know that there's a whole lot more to this story than they showed. Um, I know you're, you're finishing up uh, your book, 
and you're dealing with a lot that was left out of the documentary that people really need to know if they want to know the full story, just not the, the edited version. But we're going we're to slow walk through all of that. But first and foremost, um, I want to ask you, you were one of the players, one of the original um, N1 mixtape players that went, that went on a tour that decided not to be a part of the documentary. Um, I want to start off with that, with asking you, why did you decide not to be a part of it? Um, I think the, the biggest reason was that um, the the owners, um, because the owners decided they kind of kind of pushed this and and they did it, and and right now in in this span of life, I refuse to do anything with them. Not not because I'm mad about contracts or anything like that, but just the ethical things of what, how, how things went, how it, end, how it ended, not with the tour itself, but with me and, and our relationship, because I knew them outside of before I became an NWA mixtape player. Mm. But at the same time, it's integrity. Like, and then and then what you send, what kind of what kind of offer you give me? Like, we don't, I don't play games when it comes to one, feeding my family, two, knowing my worth, and three, when you approach me, the biggest the biggest misconception about the animal mixtape players, and it's not all of us, it's some of us, it might be just me, but when you know your value and your worth, people get mad when you tell them what you worth. And and when you tell them what you worth, because they because they see you in the light, they want to see you and they want to give you what they want to give you. But they don't do that to everybody. So when they when they approach me with it, it wasn't what my worth is, so I'm not going to do it. And I, and I refuse to do anything with y'all because y'all still see me, which y'all saw me back then. And I'm so much bigger than that. You know, it's interesting at the towards the end of the documentary, um, Dribble Machine was sitting there and talking to main event. And he said, um, I have exactly the quote here. He said, they came to the hood and stole the product, made a lot of money off of it and never paid us what we were worth. He said um, he called it poverty pimping. And he said they never respected us. And our lives didn't matter to them. And then he went and asked, you know, in a main event, do, do you agree with that? Do you, do you think our lives mattered to us? Do you think they looked at us like, you know what I mean, uh, with respect? Do you think they respected us? And, you know, main event was kind of like, you know, he was trying to, he was like, nah, you know, I can't disagree with that. But it was, would, would you agree with that description of how they looked at y'all? Um. Me, I agree with a little bit, but it's a two-sided coin. Okay. You know? and, and one of the biggest things I did when I was there, I try, to, I try to make sure that we was in the best situation, but it takes two of us to make that happen. Yes, they came to the hood. They didn't steal us. They offered us. And then once we realized what we was worth, this is when we come together and force them to respect us. They didn't respect us because we didn't make them respect us. Mm. And I tell people all the time, people say, oh, the animal mixtape did this dope thing. It wasn't animal mixtape. Animal Mixtape was a financial backer of great talent. And without the talent, we wouldn't have been them. They didn't see us as talents. They saw us as help. So when you see somebody as help, and our only job is for us to make them money, you know, and we don't hold them accountable, then it's our fault. So, you know, I tell people all the time is that, you know, when Shane made the comment, he is right. They didn't steal it. We kind of gave it to him. But when I was putting up the fight to make sure that we got paid or did what we were supposed to do, I got pushed back from my teammates and you know stuff like that because i because that's one of the reasons why i walked away from it because of of the fact that i was trying to hold them accountable and they didn't like the fact that i was willing to do that was smart and i you know and i also came to my other college i had a degree in marketing so my thing was i helped them with a lot of different things they're not going to admit to that but you know 
we would, our job was to do that. So when, when Shane said stuff like that, I, be, I understand what he feel, but we had the power to shut it down earlier to make them kind of, you know, cave to our pressure. But we got to come as a group. You know, we didn't come as a group when we was there. We was young, some of us just young, some of us just stupid, and some of us just wanted their own way, you know. And sometimes we got to get out of our own way. We hear that a lot when we was younger. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the owners, I don't remember which one. Um, I don't remember which one, but he said during the documentary, um, when he was looking back at it, he said something to the effect that he, they should have looked at you all as employees instead of endorsement deals for athletes, and they would have included stock options, which would have amounted to incremental wealth. And I kind of, I kind of smiled when I heard him say that because you know we've talked. And I've talked to some of the guys, and that wasn't even on the table for them. Well, I'll let you say. You tell. Was that on the table for them? Was they thinking well, in those terms of long term? Um, it's, it's, it's a it's hilarious they say that because if if you if you if I I'm, I'm gonna use Vince as an example. Okay. If you get somebody an endorsement deal, you give them enough money where they they're of their stature. You'll never see Vince Carter, who helped Nike create the, the bounce shoe, get less than a couple million dollars because he's gonna make them a whole bunch of millions. Like, so when you go from, yeah, we love you, we think you dope, you made us a whole bunch of millions, 65 million, 200 million, I'm gonna give you thousands. That's, that's we don't have to give me stock, you, just, you can just pay me. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I tell people all the time, I knew numbers because I always ask questions. I was in meetings. I'm like, if we make up less than 1% of the expenses, what's the purpose of giving, giving us less money? Like, one of the biggest things I laugh about, it's, gonna, it's in my book, too, when we talk about it. They actually, they actually gave us stock options at one year when we kind of forced a hand, and they was mad because I wasn't about to do I wasn't, my last year of the tour, I wasn't going to do the tour. And because we had to go on contract stuff, and they came back with some little garbage, you know, stock. Stock options at the time, a lot, a lot of us didn't know what that stuff was because it's still young. We wasn't exposed as as black men early in age by stock and stuff like that. So it gave us a little tiny, this tiny mule. So it kind of shut us up, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I got the receipt because I still got my contracts. Got all my money up and did. So like when you look at that, you go, you go, you just talking to talk to make it sound good. But that's why I didn't do a documentary because they controlled it. They say they didn't control it, but they paid for the doctor to get done, and then they and then they sold to Netflix. You know, so it, and they still look bad in the light. <laughs> well, they they look. I, I think they look bad to the people who know that there was a whole lot more going on and a whole lot more that happened than what they had what they showed in the doc. You know what I mean? Like some people looking at the doc, they you know might think something completely different. That's why I wanted to reach out to you, you know, first. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I, I know that that's not the whole story. I don't know the whole story, but I know that's not the whole story. So, and I, I was happy to hear that you're um, writing a book, kind of just detailing everything and telling a lot of the things that did happen, but then also telling your your story, your life and where it started. And you broke it up into like, like a game, you know what I mean? So talk about how you set up your book and how it's going to, you know, um, how the whole thing flows and what you want to accomplish with it. Um, so so my, my book I'm writing, it, it, it's, it was more of a tool to kind of help a lot of kids like me and you that we grew up. We all grew up in different situations, but we had to find ways out. And mm-hmm. even if they, the, the circumstances are different now, but it's still, you still got to find things that 
is going to get you out of your situation and leave. And then we was never complaining. So we was like, I want to get out of the situation. I want to do something different. How do I do it? So I started my life by when I was young growing up and, you know, how rough it was for me coming into as a man and just, and then becoming going from zero to high school and then talking about my high school years where I played high school at and the stuff I had to deal with going through, you know, going through puberty, going through not having my dad, my mom, and then, then going through, you know, going through college, dealing with other men that are supposed to be responsible for making me into a young man. And a lot of times, a lot of us that didn't have them good, solid, strong foundation of men, you know, you have to weed out the, the rest. And then along the way, you're going to make mistakes that you regret. But mm-hmm. then you got to get up and continue doing it. And then it comes to me becoming a pro and trying to trying to navigate this world of, you know, making money and having the right agent and just going through them, them things and dealing with people, people like you, people don't like you. Then I happened to come out of college and, you know, sign an one deal because I had a, short, a you know, no chip on my back. And then be, then it just poof. And then, you know, and miss all that, it, 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 me showing me going from park to park, learn how to play the game. And, you know, I tell people all the time, and I tell a lot of kids this, that they, a lot of people ain't going to like you. You know, and, I, and they're not going to like you. As, as long as they're talking about you, you're doing something right. You know, and, 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 I, and I tell kids that a lot of kids go, oh, you know, I just can't. I said, I couldn't either. I didn't have no parents. I, I had to be my protector, my, my lawyer. My, you know, my confidant, like all that at once sometimes because I didn't have the people around me to really support me. If I had the people that around me like that support people down the day, I'd have been McDonald American. I'd have been went to the top college. But people see you, and I just said it earlier, people see you for what they want to see you, you know, unfortunately. Like you might think you a king, somebody might see you as scraps, you know, but until they get to meet you and have a conversation with you, they never know. So this book kind of show that conversation. And then it also breaks down like in, in, in the chapter of becoming a pro, when I was doing one mixtape, it really breaks down the stuff that they said it, that I mean, we met me and Wally. We sat with the, the owner, Seth and Jay, when when they was in the office and before they got to court, because a lot of stuff in that documentary, they, they chronologically didn't put it correctly. They made it look better than what it really was and what it didn't do. So, like, you know, we met them in a little small office when we first met them. And then three years later, we had the basketball gym. It wasn't like say so, but this tour was doing successful. We made a lot of money from after the second year. They was operating in the red, but they promised. He looked us in the face and promised us, "Yo, when we when we get it, it's, it's work. We're gonna take care of you." You know, mm-hmm. like, and you know, how they say, like, um, no. Now we older, we got like we need more than a handshake. But when somebody look at look in the face and tell you that, and you like, okay, and then turn around and give you a small deal. And then basically peel off endorsement. Like they basically, we had a, like my boy, my guy Seth Free basically had to go get us, go take us, you know, apparel to give us our first year. They was they was they was rationing off the apparel, like uh-huh. like. And but we the biggest things, you know. Yeah. And that's why I said I stick. The book is gonna be really dynamic for for young guys who's trying to just be young men and understand. It's gonna it's gonna show my flaws and my mistakes I made along the way, but also the bounce that I made. That, that I may become a young man, you know, and an adult, a dad, you know, a father, a husband, you know, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, he taught black men, we see a lot of guys fail. Mm-hmm. So, but look, but, but yeah. it's good. It's good that you're being an open book like that because people can learn from other people's mistakes. So, you know, when, when I was growing up, one of the things that, you know, my, my AU coach, Reverend Potter, um, always do was show us different guys, you know, around Tulsa 
that should have made it, should have done this, but they made a few missteps along the way, and he would turn that into a lesson. So what, what it sounds like what you're doing is using yourself as that lesson. Like, this is what I, well, this is what I did. This is what I should have done. You know what yeah. I mean? And this is what could have happened, but this is the direction that I went. And it takes a lot of, first of all, courage to be able to be an open book because nobody likes telling their business like that. You know what I mean? But doing it for a purpose to help somebody else is, is special. And I want to, I wanna, you know, talk about a little bit of the things, um, you know, especially pertaining to the N1 uh, mixtape tour. Um, you said earlier that you said it wasn't so much that that they exploited you or or but but they they took advantage, but you allowed them to. Um, and that's an interesting statement because you're putting the onus on 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 yourself. But at the same time, I think they knew they were exploiting you. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, while, while I do respect the fact that you're saying, no, there's certain things that we allow, but I don't want to let them off the hook from knowing exactly what they were doing when they were doing oh, it. Oh, no, they, they, no, they 100% knew what they was doing. You know, and us, and us being men in the, in the world of business and doing stuff, like, I knew after my third year, and I used to hold them a check because, you know, I, I went to business class. I studied, you know, Koji versus Fuji and all this stuff. And, 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 I, and I got my degree. So half of stuff, like even with sneakers, I used to help them with a lot of stuff from marketing to one of the guys on the team. When things happen, I sat in rooms with them and stopped guys from getting in trouble and, 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 and stopped guys from actually losing their job in the early years because they wanted to get rid of them. But huh. I, 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 like I said, that's why I do documentary. I always hold them accountable for it. But at the end of the day, when, we, when I saw it and brought it to my guys, we have to now go, we done until we until you meet our demands. You know, and that's why like when I first left the tour, everybody's a laugh. I just call myself, you know, aka a headache, uh Jackie Rob the uh, the, uh, the street boy Jackie Robinson. Because, uh-huh. you know, and, and and the guys will tell you this, like they won't say it hundred percent, but my guys who really still rock with and on them, I ain't never let nothing go down on the tour that if they disagree with, I walk up and step in the face like, hey, look, this is what we need. And if you and if you don't get to it, we're not doing this. I always done that. And and you know, like the people that fight for people always ain't gonna get the best result out of it. So I had to and I was still trying to make the league. So I had to like, you know, navigate that line up. I really don't want to piss them off, but right. but the thing about it, I tell I mean me and my people always talk about when we put the bullet, I said the hardest thing for an athlete to do is really negotiate their contract because people can't let it go. And it, and it's more of doing with our skin color, e like because I walk in a room, I know my rights, I know what I need, I know a contract because I'm this is what I want to study for. They look at you as you just an athlete. Why are you talking to us like this? So mm-hmm. when I when I used to walk in, means like no, this is what I want. I just this is what I want you to give me. They might give it to me, but the rest of the year they they pissed at me because mm-hmm. the, the audacity of you, right? Like you just a street ball player. No, no, yeah. no, no. I'm not just a street ball player. I'm making you a lot of money under this umbrella. I was a pro at 15, so why why would I why would why would I not negotiate stuff for myself? And then we started bringing lawyers and agents in and stuff like that for different players. They like this. Oh, now we gotta deal with this. No, you do because because it's, it's business. Like I I give a little sample. Like so we got on tour and I was working out for a different team NBA team. And a lot of times they didn't know I was working out. So I told them I said anytime I stay in a city more than three days. 
I would like a refrigerator in my room because I'm big on saving money. I'll go to Walmart, get a whole bunch of stuff and put in the refrigerator because, you know, in a four-star hotel, you're going to spend right. $3 on two bottles of water. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, if, if you're a real athlete, at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, you're going to wake up super thirsty. Yes. For, for no reason. Like, just, <laughs> right. and, then, and then you're going to get a water, then you're going to want a snack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in a row. I said, I said, hey, we're in a meeting. I said, hey, this is what I need for for this year for the tour. If any city that we in more than three days, I need access to a gym so I can work out. And then I need, you know, a refrigerator in my room. There was a Paul. Oh, five star hotels don't don't have refrigerators. I said, who are you talking to? I've been traveling since I was fourteen with you know Riverside Gauchos. They have whatever you want. That's why a five star hotel. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, and yeah, and and I, and they talk. They probably talk about this. I always just tell them. I said, you know, you work. For, it's like the A and R person is in charge. It was the marketing person. You know, you work for me, right? If I'm not here, you don't have a job. Right. Right. Like, what part that you don't understand? I hate telling you that. What part that you don't understand? If you don't, if, you, if we're not successful, you don't have a job. You wasn't here when we first got started. You're here now because we're successful. Yeah. But then, like I said, they seen it as a, as help to get them money and not for us. So when when as a black man, when you go, hey, nah. I know my worth. They go, oh, the audacity of you. I, I put money in your pocket. Yeah, you you don't have what I have, but I put a little bit of money in your pocket. You should be appreciative. I'm not appreciative because I know them, I know the numbers. I said, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because they even showed um on the on the documentary a part where um one of the owners they said that, you know, yes, they, they should be taken care of, but they don't have to do it and what did he say as as aggressively as they're doing it or something? Do you oh, remember that part? So that 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 was Chris Hightower. I know exactly who said that was Chris. I watched I watched everything for context. That was Chris, and the crazy part about it was, like that statement is so irrational. Now what what, what, what role did Chris Hightower have? Chris, Chris Hightower was the, like the tour manager that go on a tour with us, who okay. I helped who I helped chauffeur, who I sat in rooms with, to give out uniform because he didn't want to sit there. He, I don't have to say I don't have to say much. He didn't want to sit there. What you mean? Like, you know, when guys come in, like guys are a little aggressive. So, you know, I'm going to back him up. He had to get the checks out, all that stuff, make sure everybody got paid, make sure I got the uniform for the game, got sneakers, all that stuff. So to give him some, you know, comfort, I'll sit in the room with him. Okay. And I also advised him because he was young. I also advised him on certain things. So I laugh when, when you got us, we was aggressive. Right. And when he was a young boy when he worked with us. He wasn't like 30 or 40. He was young. Yeah, you know, and 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 I and I learned a long time ago. Companies hire guys young so they can pay them less and make them do more. Of course, and I, and I and I helped I helped him along the way when it came to dealing with situations. We had conversations. Yeah, we didn't agree to a lot of stuff, but don't act like you forgot. The same aggressive guys helped you get your starting career. Okay, you know, like so don't 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 do that and don't forget with, with, don't forget with who right. team you want. Right, that's true. That's true. But, you know, and, and and that's the part that when I look, I go what. I'm like, no. I said, I said, if I, e, I can put you in a situation. If I say, hey, we're going to start coming tomorrow, E, I'm going to use your name and your likeness. All you got to do is go out and speak. And then I make a hundred million and I give you a hundred thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would you think you'd be aggressive? Or right. You, well, hey, That's hey, a good point. Hey, you know, can I get my money? You're going to be like this. Hey, can I talk to you in the back for a second? Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, it's interesting because they even. You know, and I don't know, they're, they're almost like telling on themselves with some of the depictions where they were like, okay, um, they're giving y'all pizza, 
and and fast food, and then you go on their bus and they have filet mignon and lobster, and you, you gotta look. Like, Wait a minute, <laughs> why are you doing us? So because I do a documentary, the one issue they put in the in the in the doc about me is me checking them. Remember I told you they don't yeah. like us knowing. Right. I'm in a doc all over the place, but you I'm are. not speaking. Yeah. But the one time they really show me, they show me irate. They show me frustrated. They kind of depict me as I was this trouble guy. Right. But that day they said the one person I threw the pizza on her. I didn't go. I went the butt. I've been telling them for months. Hey, order our food early, so that way we can get some real good food. Cause when time we get done with the tours, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, we sign autographs. Ain't gonna nothing. We gonna be open with the next city. Hey, order some good food. Take like how they do nowadays. You right. order, you order, it get there. We got microwaves on the bus. We can warm it up. Yeah. Every day was pizza. I'm trying to be a pro. I'm trying to get. I need real food after playing for two hours, signing autographs, you know, pregame and you know all the pregame stuff we do. Yeah. I go on. A, I, I'm frustrated. I'm like y'all told you already have to do this. I go on a bus. They got you know, cheese and crackers, you know, pasta meals. Yeah. I got six pies. And wow. soda. So, you know, I was like, yo, I did not tell you. She's like, oh, no, you know, huh, take, I, I walked a piece on the bus and threw on the floor. Y'all take this. Stop giving us this stuff. And I'm like, I told y'all that already. I said, end of the day, like, I, I, I kept telling this, if we're not here, you don't have this job. Right. Like, like, you, could you imagine Bruce team, Bruce team, Bruce, uh, the, the, the boss, if he went on a show and he went in his room and they didn't meet, you know, I learned this long after, I learned this doing modeling and all that. And they didn't meet his checklist. Right. People know about that. You get your checklist from the athletes you bring in, what they yeah. like, what they don't like. If they like Eminem, only the red ones. Right. If you meet his checklist, yeah. him and his team left. Yeah, they left. <laughs> but yeah. we weren't allowed to give a checklist because they didn't see us like that. So he just gave y'all pizza and it was probably all cold by the time y'all finished cold pizza? Wow. And the thing about it was, like, they, they do, I laugh because. It's, and, and I hate to say this, but you know, most I, I call it the the, the the sarcasm, the sarcasm of, of white people when they do when they when they know they bust it, they do the sarcasm thing to try to they kind of say they doing it, but make you feel like see I did it anyway like that. So okay. like, and then once in a while they do like a big dinner and put on a corporate card, like we ain't the reason why you have a corporate card, like, right? 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 <laughs> like they're doing you a favor, like like. And I tell people all the time. That's why I say my biggest statement, and I always say it is that. You know, people say, you know, the animal mixtape. I said, yeah, the animal mixtape wasn't really animal mixtape without us. Right. I said, they were financial backers. They was in trouble with the company. They were looking for a dope opportunity. The, the one that really gave us opportunity was Skip. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I said, one hand washed the other. Skip sent the tape in and they saw this dope thing. So it created a spark, it created an idea. So it started with Skip to open the door for us. And then if we're not successful, the, 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 the first seven guys, me, um, main event, Shane, Future, Kraft Ferguson, Aircraft, Half Man, Half Amazing, God Rest His Soul, Troy Truesdale. And we don't go out and have the first couple games and why don't make the Jersey game dope. It's no way on mixtape tour. Right. It had to be kind of good. And, and right. so now it gets successful. And now we become successful. Skip rejoined the tour. His name blew up in the NBA because who's this guy with this mixtape tour? Because they put him in front. Right. He stays in the league and get another contract because you know you've been in the league. The best story stays all the time. Of course. You know, now we got some in the market. So now Skip get a 10-year career. 
So Skip help us get in. We help him be his marketing tool. And, then, and we'll make a whole bunch of money. But for some reason, they forgot about the people that did all the work. Right. <laughs> you so, know, so the other guys like Hot Sauce, he came later. Well, no, he came. He came like the second, like the second year. So the first group was that, and then like the second year, we started really touring. We brought him and AO on. So basically, I always consider AO and them the, the, the real group of us because they came on the second year. We did the four cities. We did five cities. He came on to LA. Okay. And AO came on that year because we we definitely did a Philly dude because we was, and the company was in Philly. Right. Actually in Piola, but uh, <laughs> Piola PA. But you know. And that's and that's kind of weird. Like I like in our second year, going to our second year, we already had the the, the basketball court at the office. Mm. You know, like when they had Steph and all that. So like that's why I tell people like we've been making we've been making they've been making money hand over fist with us after the second one because after the second one, everybody's like, yo, I need more. You know, because we all grew up on like, yo, I need more of that drug because it's that's dope. And you no, know, Seth Freedom did it. Like so, it's like with the music. Cause I tell everybody, I always this is my joke to comment them. I said, there's a lot of rappers owe us checks. That wasn't good when we first met him. Like, because <laughs> like, like, you remember know, Common was on our joint. Yeah. My man most deaf. I like, I'm still waiting for my, I'm still waiting for my percentage, y'all. We made y'all, we, we made y'all hot. <laughs> let, let me let me ask you this though, because I remember when N1 first came out and they showed it a little bit in the documentary. So N1 came out, they put all of their chips, like, like pushed all their chips on Steph. And they showed where Steph was playing. It was like when he first got to Minnesota, he was like, you know what I mean? What was he, the number two pick? Yeah. He was number two or number one? He was number two, right? Number two, because Garnett, Garnett was number one, right? Was Garnett with number one that year? I don't remember, but he was either number two or number one, one of the two. And so he got to Minnesota. It was about to be all him, and he had the, and then he got the uh, injury in the N ones. And you know what I mean? That N ones um, stock and their value just, plummeted and then y'all really saved the company because then from there they stopped they paused from the nba and then they went over to you know what i mean the mixtape and they started pushing that and then they went back to the nba later but really y'all saved the company now am i am i right with that no 100 like they like they 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 was down because you know how any product like was i on was i on bust the nike shoe they yeah. made a new shoe, a new heavy improved for big men. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, like, like us as athletes, it's always been big men's shoe. It was a yeah. guard shoe, a, a wing shoe, and then that big heavy shoe you used to get in college that right. had like the extra rubber around it. Y'all yeah. Because they look like the guard shoe. Yeah. Like, it's been around forever. And they came out. So that's kind of what it was. It was a band aid situation, but it was at the right time. Everything was a time. It was right at the right time for them. And that's why I said, like, if skip if skipping them don't send the tape to them, they don't have a way out. They did. We don't have to hear about N one. But right. and I think for a lot of the guys, and mainly this the, the the real core group that started it, we not. I ain't gonna say we. I'm gonna say we mad. But at the same time, like y'all sold a company, you made really good money. Y'all sitting on millions. You ain't never look back and go. You could have called the first seven in the room. Nobody had to know, and be like, hey, let's have a meeting. Remember back in the day in 1999 when. We said we're gonna take care of y'all. I remember what I said to you. Let me make it right. Mm. And, and 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 give y'all get you know, I think I give you four or five, ten million, but the gesture alone will make it different. But I don't expect them to do that because that's what that's what you know corporations do. Like that's that's what 
that what they do as a business. I work for a big corporation now that's actually dope. I work for EA Sports and I help them out with a lot of different things. And I've been in a room with them big meetings and how it go and the difference of it. And every time I sit in the meeting, I look at stuff, I'd be like this. Oh, we, I remember how this, I'm not as big a voice as I was when I was on M1 Mixtape, but I remember, I always, I, I can feel both sides of the negotiating table because I've been in that room where it's just been me and that person, like just, nah, no, no. So, but the, but the difference, but the difference with M1, you know, the EA Sports was already established. Yeah. M1 wasn't established. Nobody know no M1, so y'all made M1. So y'all should have grown as the company grown. Grew, grew with and one, you know what I mean. So if you're whatever deal you were like there, I mean, and that's why I understand the stock options thing. Because if y'all had, had that with it, then it would have grown, you know what I mean, incrementally as the company grew. But along with it, not like in replace of payment, but along with the payment, and then y'all all grow together. That's what they should have done. But it, it's it's interesting because, you know. When y'all were that in that first group, and then they added, you know, they added hot sauce, then they added, you know, you know, more people. Then they had this kind of tryout. Um, they formed this whole almost like America's top model for and one. You know what I mean, right? Where where somebody would like try out, and then they would have like a contest, and then one person would make it, and then they would join join the tour. Talk to me about that and how that was because that's that was an interesting. They just kind of they talked about it a little bit, but didn't really. You know what I mean? And, and I and, and I tell I, I tell about this in my book. The funny part about it was before they did it, I went to the guys and said, "Yo, we need to do a better deal for us because they trying to replace us." Yeah, was, right, right. They, they was like, "What? Nah, nah. Listen to me. I'm, I've been around. I'm, I'm, I read in my books. I I read I read the world. I read the world very successfully. I, yeah. I know I know when trouble coming." When my hood says to start popping up, right. it's time to listen. And it was like, yeah. nah, nah, this would be a dope. You know, we're trying to do this. And we kind of made a little ruffle about it. And that's when the different contracts came out. Mm. And they said, okay, we're going to get the little fake stock options and and stuff like that. So when that happened, I told them, I said, because me, my ego, my ego self at that time, because I was one of the top guards throughout the world, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't worried about me because – I can defend, I can shoot, I was athletic. I'm gonna hold my own. I'm not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. But I said other guys who's getting a little older or turn the corner or they really don't like, it's a easy, it's easy to replace you when I bring somebody in, I can pay less and they they just as popular. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? So and that and that's kind of and that and that'd be the excuse to get rid of you. But well, we got a new guy on, we only keep 10 guys, we, we can make it. And if it got to that point, then they can do make money again because now they can go, okay. Audience, you got you get to vote that person off. Yeah, so, you know, and then now they got pick who people want to leave. So it, it could have been a whole bunch of other ways, but it it, it grew that way because they were looking for new talent. And the best way to do that, like you said, like going to pool and be like, hey, and if, and if, and if it don't work, we be like, well, y'all chose them, you know. So now we got to get somebody else. And every year we had it, so you get this nice, you get this contract, you get this this um this instant fame because that's what it was because we didn't have social media, so. Right. And we and then we did the, we did we did the, we did the ESPN show, which which was one of the dopest things for us, but also was a that that's that's I'm put that in my book, but that was a joke, you know. Was it a joke? Because like like Osborne said, nobody really got paid for that. Y'all didn't get paid from the ESPN show at all. No, we no we got in we got we, we nah like like that's a like that's a concept we gotta have after I give you the contract breakdown of that one. 
Uh, this is in your book, though. You're talking yeah. about it in your book. So, so that show, that ESPN show, it was, and they showed it in the documentary, it was the number one show on ESPN. That's how popular it was. For 10 years, yo. For, t- for, 10, for 10 years, it kept playing. Look, when we finished the 30 for 30, before Netflix, when we did 30 for 30, which was basically about the origin of the animal mixtape and how it really how it got started, which was the one that, that 30 for 30 did on us. And, when, and all the guys got the interview in that one. So all the guys got the talk. You know, it's this one, the Netflix one, didn't even, all of us guys didn't get to talk. Right. Some guys wouldn't do it because we knew who was behind it. But the 30 for 30 talked about that. And and the ESPN show, one of the number one things, I they pay us for they pay us for a parents' fee. But they paid me for a parent fee because I was sag. I, I was doing I was doing videos and commercials. Right. I was doing stuff. So I was already sad because I know my, my big bros, the Dean brothers, you know, Terrence Dean them. I used to do stuff, I used to do modeling gigs and stuff like that. When me and Swiss was young, Swiss Beast was young. You know, New York, we about making that money. So we're like, well, I'm sure. gonna be an extra and make $500. Yeah. <laughs> like, we ain't, I ain't doing it a day anyway. Let me go sit on the set. And go yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so that's how I got the commercials and trying to do like small movies. I was in, uh, you know, at, you know, at, um, New York, the law, the law show, Law and Order, always oh, yeah. in New York City. I've been in a couple of their joints when I was a basketball player. And, and because I'm a little, I got a little fame, I get, you know, I'll get quick 5,000, you know. Right. I'm stand there. You know how it goes. You stand there yeah, for, like, sure. for, for eight hours. They're like, okay, your turn. You right. And you out. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so that's how. But, this, but SAG helped me because I was like, yo, like, I didn't know the whole thing. And I started learning about, like, oh, yeah, if, they, if you're like this on there, SAG come to get your money. <laughs> like, so. So, 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 but the guys on the ESPN show, they didn't get paid directly from that, even though it was grossing so much. That's messed up. I didn't know that part. Um, so, so, so you mentioned it a few times that you kind of use like, you know, well, I told the guys we got to do this. And I told, so it sounds like you got a lot of resistance from the guys from what, so, and I'm sure you talk about this in your book um, in detail. I'm sure you do, but, but just give me a little bit of what type of resistance did you get from the guys like you know and then did that splinter and fracture your you know relationship with the guys it it, it did it did because in any situation it's like when you it was like when you dating like you dating your wife or whatever it's always people on the other side telling them oh you know don't listen you know he trying to and, and then my thing was i always been my brother's keeper mm. you were doing trouble any guy came on tour they'll tell you like even when professor came on i made sure he was okay but when I put them through stuff, I made sure with basketball stuff, I made sure I pushed them. Because I said, if you make this team, you got to be able to score the ball and entertain at wow. the same time. And guys going to rough you up because you're white. Like, so right. let's get right. And yeah. and then if, 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 if like, and my boy A.O. need me, my backcourt partner need me to, to babysit his daughter or whatever, and he got to go do something, you leave in the room with me. You know, you know how it goes. It's a brotherhood. Right, brotherhood. So anything that happened, I was there. So when I brought, it up, when I brought a lot of stuff up, I'm 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 a, I'm a passionate guy, so I'm animated about like this is what we gotta do. There ain't no other way about it. This is how we gotta do it. But you know, and I always call it's lack of knowledge, it's greediness, it's insecurities. It's like why he wanna do this? You know, because us as black men, we got our own different insecurities. Like, yo, why why you trying to help me, Eton? I just met you. You know, <laughs> what's the reason behind that? Right. So or why 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 are you so generous? Like, what you want from me? You know, like yeah. when you hear it out loud, you go. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm right. trying to all of us get paid. Yeah. 
But then, like they said in the, in the thing, it wasn't about the money. It, it was about us being being man enough to understand that, one, everybody not going to get paid. You play for the Washington Wizards. All your contracts weren't the same. Right, right. So it is. But but, but you got a fair amount where you can be successful, live your life, yeah. your family, all that. I told God to jump when we talk about contracts. I like, look, we all ain't gonna get paid the same. Right. Cause we all bring different things to the table. So we show up to give them different type of money. Like if if, if high sauce the high dude, yeah, he should get paid what he's worth. If I'm the high dude, I should get paid what I'm worth. If you're a medium warm dude, you get paid what you're worth. Like and then and to, to me that fraction because when you look across the table, they go, Oh, we're the same. And I always say we're not the same because when they when they want somebody to go to a meeting. They call me. Uh, they want somebody to talk out loud or, or make the crowd go crazy. They pick different people. So we get paid about what the job we do. But when you're dealing with a whole bunch of people that didn't understand that or try not to understand it, but that's a better word for it. They want, they want to understand it. They want to, I don't want to get paid. You know, like you, it's hard, it's hard to get through on that. You know, like it's hard to put that pressure. But the system that they use, and again, they, they, you know, sometimes when they telling on themselves in a documentary, if you're listening, and they and um, one of the owners said, "Well, the system that we used was we judged by the amount of oohs and ahs that they received um, during the game, and then that would." I was like, "What kind Daniel. of system is that? That can't be the system that you use." You know what I mean? Daniel's system they use that that was that that. But you saw when he said that, right? Yeah, yeah. That was that was that was the market You can like you literally can like you've been you played in the games with us. Like you know you can sit back. And wait till the game over, and know who's the hottest guy. Right. By just sitting there and go, he got five hundred people circled around him. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, he's like, like one of the, they hated me for this. And I always laugh about my or my my big my, my security guard Lonnie. I never left the room until I signed everybody autograph. That always been my pet peeve because. My thing was like this. These poor kids came out to see us. These rich kids came out to see us. But in the day, like, I always put myself NBA guys. Y'all have a way stronger schedule. Y'all had more responsibility to do. And then you also had the marketing team telling you, we want you going at this time. Yeah. A lot of players didn't get to see you or people didn't get to you know, touch you and feel you. On this level, they got to do that. So my thing was, I wasn't leaving until I got every kid. Because I'll give, give you a great example. We're in Portland. We play in Portland. We sell, we sell arena out. And we on a long line. So we started doing, they started doing, okay, we're doing 10-minute autograph sessions. And okay. then I can get up and leave after that. Okay. Because some guys complain about being out there for half an hour, hour signing autographs. Mm-hmm. Me, AO, God rest his soul, um, my big bro, um, my big bro, um, Escalade, we would get up, we start signing a little bit, and then we'll get up and it would, we, we'll walk down the line. Okay. Just to make sure everybody got signed, because at 10 minutes, some guys just get up and leave Right, right, right. So-called tired. You know, we, we, we all play with them athletes. They're so-called tired. They don't want to sign no more. So we ate on them. We start walking. So I, my security guard, Lonnie, he'd get up and be like, dang it. And then we'd get up and walk down, you know, <laughs> and be a midst of the crowd. But that's what we grew up in. So we was okay with that. Yeah. This my oh, it's a safety hazard. I said, and this is, this is the funny part. Me, AOS, yo, we can fight. We ain't worrying about these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> like, we grew up in the hood. We ain't worrying right. about that. Yeah. We, we just walk down and sign. So we get to the end of the line. It's this little girl, her mom, and and she was so upset because she wanted a hot sauce autograph. Mm-hmm. And like she 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 wouldn't get off the line because she had to go to the bathroom. But she wanted to pee on herself. Oh, like you know. So her mom taking her clothes and she and she frustrated. She wants to see him. 
I said, we said, we, said, we you know, as, as the brotherhood we are, as black people, we like, we got to come on. We got a shirt. We got a new Air One shirt. We signed autographs for I went down, said, we got high schools come upstairs, uh, give them a hug, take pictures. That's what's up. And, and the mom was crying. She was like, she, and, and it was nothing against the NBA. It was like, you know, we know a bunch of players play. We've never done this. Yeah. And, and you know how could, but they, it ain't really the players. It's it's that marketing team that control the players that, you know, that's 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 along. And, uh, yeah, and, yeah, right. And I'm like, and then we don't, I don't never touch that because I've been on that side, so I understand what that is. So I'm like, mm-hmm. and, she, and she and she was crying, like, no, thank you so much. Because in that moment, we could have become villains, right? Or embrace her because yeah. in the day, she, my yeah. daughter, and they went inside, they wouldn't even yeah. sign her. You know how we, easy that is. One or two stories that she tells. <laughs> and, and to me, that's what it was about for us. Yeah. So, and that's and that's when I created I created an autograph card out of my own money, so I can give to the poor kids and the kids that couldn't afford to get a, a souvenir and stuff like that. And the great part about it, and I always laugh about it because it just show you where people's minds are when they think about it. I, from the beginning of the thing, I told you, I said people see you as they want to see you, right? See your intentions as it is. So I could I still I got a couple of them around. I did an autograph card, not really. To promote my, I had a website back then because I always been about my marketing thing. So I had a website when you come see me, book me, whatever. This is in this is in two thousand. <laughs> like, yeah. like so, I, I sent a card out and I, I used to pay a kid like ten twenty dollars. Just walked down the aisle and gave by a card. So the first time they saw it, it was a, it was a, it was a five by ten, five by two index card on my website stuff on. The other side, a picture of me with had nothing where I can sign an autograph and then stuff like that. Really. You know, <laughs> The players is pissed. Like, look, look at this book. I ain't signed a headache card, and that's done being, you know, our teammates. Okay. But, but a little bit, you know, upset about it because they didn't think about it. And then the ownership was mad. Oh, interesting. It was mad because they didn't get a piece of it. One, because they didn't want me doing it, and they had my website on it. I had my N one uniform on it. The, the pictures you around the, the pictures that's on my, my autograph card been used around the world forever. Right. It's like in my uniform. And, and and you can look. It's in my book. You have a legal document. They sued me over it. Really, over right. your over your image. So they wanted to control your image, your name, your likeness, but not they pay said, you anything they, for. They, they said they said because I wore the M one uniform and and basketball and in the picture, and I'm not supposed to do that. The judge laughed him out of court and was like, it was like, and you anybody can look it up. He's he he has an endorsement deal with you. What else would he wear? Right. Because because if you wore Nike, then they would sue you for that because you got an endorsement deal with them. Come on, man. That was they should have known that. They were just being greedy. They wanted to control you. They're, they're trying to bankrupt me. Wow. But but like you, I said, you talk about that in the book too, right? You gotta talk about that. That's oh yeah. so so I remember one time you was telling me sometimes when y'all go, you know, I mean in the hood and stuff like that, and you're they're giving you like no, no napkins to sign a piece of paper. You're like, no, this is whack. Let me, because I thought that too. Going to, I'm like, what you gonna do with my name on a napkin? I, let me, let me try to find something better for you to keep as a, you know what I mean? And that, and that's how it was. I remember, <laughs> I, I got so much stuff. I remember we did our, our first post. I actually have, the, I still have it. My post I have right now. My very first post I ever did that that went crazy. All of us, all our posts are sold out. I told him I said send a box to my house so I can get my family a poster and make sure they have one. They never sent it. Mm. The box of me. So I'm like, yo, I didn't get the box. They won't put, oh, now nah, we out. So we had an event sign at Foot Action. And I'm like, yo, all the po- well, it's always posting me here. Yo, grab me like five or 10 so I can at least take some back 
I'll mail it back or whatever. That way we can have it. Right. They go, oh, no, no. And they forgot. So I didn't get no post. I said, Dad, I see like a kid walking down the street, like two or three of them of me. I'm like, yo, young fella, can I get one of those? He go, he go, yeah, but if you sign, if you sign the other ones, I said, how about, how, how about this? I give you, I give you these shoes off my feet. It's an one pair of shoes. It was a slip on us. Yeah. I ask you that all the time. Like I get comfortable too. Not just comfortable shoes. I'm gonna I'm make you laugh. I'm gonna see how crazy I am. Like I'm just. I, you remember Fred Crawford used to um do ESPN? Uh, um, yeah. Hi, bro. Yeah. Like when we was in DC, I did the same thing with him. So we we in a hotel and all, and we we Adidas and one hotel. We we did, we did the um the and one game and um out there in um in um DC. So we out there. Doing it, and I'm in the lobby. And I see Fred. I see Fred. You know, we know ESPN. Dad, and I'm like, Yo, Fred, what's going on? I, sh- I show him his love. And Kobe just walked in and walked behind us, got his soul. And I'm like, and we all talk. I'm like, Yo, Fred. He's like, like, man, those are so comfortable. Like, <laughs> he said, Are they really comfortable? Everybody keep telling me. I said, What size you wear? He said, I wear twelve. And literally, it was brand new on my feet. I took them off. I said, Try these on. He said, You sure? I said, Try them on. He said, Oh man, these feel great. I said, They're yours. And he said, What? I said, They're yours. And I walked away. And mm-hmm. went upstairs and put on some other shoes. Yeah. And, and I never talked to him ever again. Right. Like, if you see him and act, I guarantee he'd be like, yo, he probably know who my name is. But he yeah. like, I, I gave him a brand new pair of slides, like off my feet. But yeah. to me, that's who that dumb people and the people that the young kids is what made us because they have to touch us, they have to see us. Like, yeah. you know, and my thing was, even though I was I was I was being exploited in a way when it comes to contract stuff like that, mm-hmm. I still can't. I, it's like a bad relationship when a mom and dad break up. Mm-hmm. I'm not because you a jerk. I can't treat the kids like that. I got you. I got you. you know no, that's and, a good point. That's a good point. Like, like and that, and that's what I was. My thing was I would never, ever, ever destroy a fan because of my dislike of the company or where I'm being treated. Because at the end of the day, we can we can we can fix those if we come together and do it right. Right. But I can't repair that relationship when they start that bad rumor about yo Eton Tom was a jerk. I tried yeah. to get. Shirt inside me, he threw it back at me in my face. Right, 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 right. <laughs> now you know, that, that form of word spreads like wildfire. What's <laughs> it? You hear it. They all think of you, and that's what. They, that's why it's. It's. I'm glad that you. You know that that you that you separated the two and went the extra mile because that that sticks with them. So the kid. So go back to the story. The kid that you that you um you you said here, I'll give these shoes off my feet to you, and, and he's trying to get the poster. So yeah. what happened after that? He gave me a poster and I gave him a hundred dollars. Like I said, here, let me get. It. I, I signed up and I signed. I signed other two for him and I took it and I, I and literally I got it framed in my house to this day and I and I paid for it. And we had T-shirts made of us. Okay. I, I had to do the same thing for the T-shirt because I asked a T-shirt of me. Yes, a T-shirt of you. Our first T-shirt ever made. I said, "Yo, send a box to the house." Wow. Like they they, they sent me like a little bit. I'm like, yo. Like literally, I got like a, I got like ten because they forgot. Because like I told you, it, I don't think they forgot. It was the audacity of me asking, you know, like, yo, yeah, they, yeah, they knew that you asked that. <laughs> they, they didn't forget that. But, but and the thing about it is, and it showed again on the documentary when y'all went global, because at first y'all was y'all was you know hot like fire in in the states. Y'all was everywhere, everything like, and then you went global on a whole nother level, and, right? So when y'all going global, they're still trying to control your name, image, and likeness and use it in any way they see fit, but only give you an appearance fee or like a, like that. That's, wow. 
I'm gonna. I'm, this, 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 this how this how ingrained I am into the to the to the development of the M1 mixtape team. My my second year, I leave. My boy Fabius Fanor, who now coaches for Toronto, was playing in England. Okay, that's my big bro. I said, "Yo, I'm still trying to go overseas. I want to play because the tour's over. I want to get this money. I want to still continue get my opportunity to go to the league and play." He's like, "No, come out to England. I go out to England." So I'm, a, I'm matter of fact, it's all over YouTube and stuff. I've been in there for years, but I'm in England playing. I'm shoot. I'm 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 working out on the side. You know, how you go to the team, you get there, you don't really play. You mm-hmm. just around the team. Yeah, yeah. He showed me shaking the teammates up, going through his legs and jump shots and all that. There's a whole bunch of guys that was on street ball, loving it, that was filming it. So after the game, the owner didn't want to sign me that on that team. So he was like, he didn't sign me. So I went like on a tour of England, trying out for like the new cat, all the different things, stuff like that. And my boy facilitated that. But meanwhile, the street ball that I didn't know was out in England was bananas. Like it was going off the quicker. They knew I was in, 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 in the country. And all we got give. So after the game, a kid walked to me and go, yo, I want my brothers to love street ball. He one of the hot street ball dudes in the in the country in England. And you think he can play you one on one? And we film it, whatever, whatever. And this is me just being a business dude. I was like, you know, Jay Z famous line, like you know, if I if I shoot you, I'm 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 brainless. If you shoot yeah. me, you're famous. And I was like, yo, I said, what, what, what do I get out of it? And I said, if I play you one on one, I already know I'm gonna beat you. But if I play you one on one, I get out of it. Right. And, and they, they never showed us on like when they put the YouTube video out. I like, how about this? I said, we'll play one on one. If I win, because you don't want to pay me or do anything for me, you got to leave the gym. You got to edit all your clothes, leave it on the floor, and walk out the gym. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, even back in the day, you do like, you got one boy. Oh, no, nah, I want to play. Then you really want to play me. You ain't as good as you think you are. Right, right, right. If I told you that, E, when you in your prime, you'd be like, bet. Right, right. <laughs> Let's <laughs> do it then. <laughs> like, but. That was me saying, "Come on, bro! Like, I'm really not gonna do that." Like, gotcha. Like, but when I got back to the states, like, I'm talking, it was crazy England for me being there. I'm like, "Yo, the owner that didn't didn't sign me to the team was like, oh, can you come back and play in a game? I know you was that big, oh, like, you know, because now, because now he like, because they were, remember, cause we didn't really hit the we hit the market, but YouTube wasn't really that big yet. Right, so, right, right. But but, but it, the buzz is coming, and I'm yeah. like. When I get back to the states, like I, I didn't want to sign to do in England. I play like I was out there for like two weeks on my own dime, and I was like, no problem. I'm I'm, cool. I'm okay with it. And I worked out a couple of teams. So when I get back, I go right to the office. Yo, we got to go overseas. Oh. But because I brought the idea, it was like, okay, yeah, you're right. And they shelved it. Really? And then when I left the tour, because of contractual stuff, they go overseas. Oh, so that you was you didn't go overseas with them when you'd already left. Now, what year did you leave? Five oh five. No, no. So it was it. Was, what year? Oh, was, it was it was mixtape right before mixtape six came out. Okay, okay, okay. So I should have I should have had footage on the mixtape, but they took it off because you know. Yeah. That mixtape. I should have been on that because I was there for that. And if you watch the show, when I left. Indo was I left before the tape the mix show was over. They started taking my stuff off. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's no parts, you were just a part of the story, so they couldn't take it out because yeah. you're right there. You know I, what I mean? You know, I, it was interesting. You mentioned the professor before, and I wanted to ask you this. When he when he came, because they showed this was going back when they was doing like the um audition kind of. Like I, I said, it was like America's top model, but it was like, you know, the audition, and he made the team. And then he, you know, blew up. And they said it on there. So it's not like, it's no, it's no, 
you know, knock on him. He was dope. You know what I mean? He was nice. He had the flair. He had the moves, everything like that. He studied hot sauce like he was talking about. Um, but he was white. So his marketability skyrocketed. It was like Eminem. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he was dope, but he was white and dope. So it was like all the white kids was like, oh, we love him. You're right. So, the, so it just blew up. Now, I want to ask you. You saw me eat? Oh, you saw <laughs> so 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 when they were marketing him when that blew up, did they kind of push y'all to the side and and go? And I know with just marketing, that's the way that it that it is. You go with what's hot. When 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 um you know what I mean? Um, hot sauce came. He was the hot one. So everything. Well, I think the whole what was it the second or third mixtape was really like the hot sauce mixtape. You know what I mean? So that, your professor. Did it kind of shift towards now we got the the Eminem of the you know what I mean and the the, the crazy part about like you said like we I tell you all the time like we was in the back like when we got Escalade my big bro I was in the back and 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 uh, Skip was there and we was like yo Escalade make the best sense he's there uh, for all the big all the big boys right 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 <laughs> when I talked to him I talked to him like how it's supposed to happen. We need we need somebody who's dope, but represents somebody different than the other person. Gotcha. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? So gotcha. that's how I talk to him. So everybody right. say when I say I help push a lot of stuff, like when I went to him, I said, Yeah, this is dude, like this dude here that was on the one of the dudes on there, yeah, he can jump, but we got guys that can jump, but he's also five ten. Yeah, uh-huh. this dude right here can do that. We got guys can do that. And I said, Yo, a white boy? Right, right, right. I remember my degrees in marketing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't understand. Like, they, I don't think they ever understood this. Like, because uh-huh. they never had a real conversation with me about this. I graduated. I got two degrees before I got an MMA state. Right, 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 right. My first degree in advertising communication. My second one's in marketing. Uh-huh. That's that's why I'm able to go in a room and talk and have a conversation. And I help them close the Pepsi deal because I can go in a room and have a conversation. Because this is what I, this is what I, if I didn't play basketball, this is what I've been working as. Right. right <laughs> so. Right. It, like you said, it was one of the best deals because I tell everybody all the time about Professor. I love Professor. You know, he's he, he, he a great dude. You know, he, he, he a Christian brother at that too. So okay, the thing about it is, is that he was a good studier. If you look, if you really look at him, and you take me and put me in, mm-hmm. you take Oso and put Hassos in, you take Ao and put Ao in, you take a little bit of Sick and Shane, and you really look at him. Yeah, and I'm not gonna leave out my other guy. You take Pat the Rock. And you mm-hmm. put all of them this side and show like different things that we do, and yep. then look at him. Yep. Oh, end of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he studied like he studied cats, no question. And, and I tell you all the time, you study, you you can be like a professor at anything you do because he he really sat back and learned. Yeah. And then because he's a different shade, yeah. he's gonna be successful. Like I tell my kids, if you. If you speak Spanish, when you walk in with a bunch of black guys or black people interviewing for a job, and you walk in and you go, "Oh yeah, I, I can do this what they do, but I also can speak Spanish," right? You're you're army Swiss knife now. No question. Like, okay. you know, and that's that's the difference that he brought to the table. So, like, and that's and I and I'm never mad because in the day you I made myself marketable, right? Like, so I was always if I was on the tour, not I always was in need because my thing was I'm going to be something that everybody's not. Mm, like, I, like I was a great defender, so I don't care who we play against. I'm gonna guard you. I might get shook, but I'm still gonna give you forty. Right. right. 
ain't gonna be, you might shake me one time, but every time down the floor, I'm gonna shake you. So yeah. I'll give you one to my 10. <laughs> I got you. I got you. That's, that's higher. That makes a lot of sense. Well, listen, I, I'm excited for your book to come out because I think that people need to know the full story. Um, the documentary is a, is a way, is a good way to bring the story back, get the, you know, wet everybody's whistle with it and, you know, guard, cause y'all were, y'all were bigger, y'all were bigger than, than, than the pros. Y'all just wouldn't get compensated like the pros. You know what I'm saying? And y'all should have been. When, when, when he said, when he said that he paid, I, I don't remember which, which owner said that, but he said, no, we, we paid them more than the um, pro contracts. I was like, that's not true. You know what I mean? Because I was there. I had one of the pro contracts. I know what the I, numbers were. You know, they was not paying y'all what they should have been paying y'all. And, and, and Dow Armstrong going to be mad at me because he always comes all the time. So, that, so matter of fact, if you think about it, besides maybe one or two guys, we have probably about 30 NBA athletes. Nobody can name any of them guys but us. That's true. Like, we had Ben Wallace, the defense player of the year. Right. We had Dow Armstrong, who one of the best six-man players in the league. Yeah. We had... We had remember Des- Desmond Mason, yeah. Harry Hughes, yeah. like it's all stars. Like you, you, but you didn't know he was in one. one. We had Vince before Nike really fell in love with him, right? Because he, because he had the, he had the um, air ones in the dunk contest, he, and then he, that's what blew up he, even more with y'all when he had that memorable dunk contest and had the air ones on. And and he told us that he loved us. When, yeah, when we had Kevin Garnett. I'm making you even laugh. We signed. Yeah, that's up. right. I had KG. They gave him stock options when he came on. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. So, and and he's still part of the company doing things with them and, and help, doing some stuff. So, like, the newer company. But in the day, that was about. So, like, I said before, like, I used to take Darryl Armstrong's shoes because we wore the same size. They have a whole box on the side. I was an NBA guy. And I and I, and I was being facetious, but I was dead serious. I'm mm-hmm. like, they don't, he don't sell more product than me. This is mine. Tell him I took them. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because really, y'all weren't pushing the whole company and a whole different. Y'all, like I said, y'all were global. Like I take, I had, I had a contract, but I wasn't not. I mean, I'm DC. Y'all were global. You know, and so yes, y'all should have been compensated more. But I want to, I want to ask you that we can, we can end with this because I want, I, I really want you to hurry up and finish this book. Well, number one, because I need this book need to come out, um, and people need to read it. Um, and I want to just say, if you could go back in time to when it all was beginning, when it was all started, um, when they didn't have, before they blew up, before they had the nice office with the with the basketball court in it and the nice bus back when y'all was on the minivans, when they showed with the, with, the, with the chair that's not supposed to be in there, like when it was that level and y'all created the, the, the partnership with N1, which is what it should have been, a partnership. How would you have orchestrated everything if, it, if you were in charge to orchestrate everything to protect all the guys? You know what I mean? How would you have, what would the setup have been from that from that initial point? Well, initial point is in the book. I actually went to NBA. Oh, you, you, you covered so So you answered this question in the book. So, I don't know if you need to give it away then, but... I, 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 Hey, I'm gonna tell you. I went to one of my one of my favorite people in the NBA when she was there. I went to Krista Chin. Oh yeah, love Krista. To, love Krista Chin. To get a, I'm gonna just tell you this part, and you can go with the rest of it. You know, okay. I went to Krista Chin, and she gave me a legal counsel for the NBA. Oh, there we go. There we go. And but this is when all the trouble started for me. With mm. them. 
So number one, y'all all should have had your own representation. Or a union. Or a union. Oh, that's what you're saying? Okay, yeah. Y'all should have had a union. <laughs> it, it, it all been working together, and you have a president of the union, the head of executive director, and they... It was too many guys upset, like, oh, no, nah, the money thing. Like, oh, I should get paid this. Well, why we got to do this? Why he doing it? You know, I tell you before, like, if I can do it, but if I can go back, my biggest thing would be I would sit everybody in a room with nobody in there and go like this. Hey, listen to me. In order for all of us to make money, we got to stay together. We got to. I don't care what your gripe is with him. I don't care if you don't like Eton or Wade to tie his shoe or whatever it is. Right, for, right. Us, for us to be the black friends, that's why I always consider us to. Like, because. I give people a prime example, and nobody noticed. The NBA wasn't playing music back in the day. We was the only one playing music. Only thing played the NBA game was dan 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 dan. When they came to our game and they saw us rocking yeah. and, and rapper music was going, and all the rappers coming to our game, they was like, "Ha ha!" Oh, <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Hey, go back and watch when you played in that era. It yeah. was no music playing. Right. right. It was just when the ball came up the court. It was dan dan dan. They ain't old enough to remember that. I do. And no, then they sold to Toronto, and we sold Toronto out. Yeah. And everybody's going crazy. We had the rapper at halftime. Think about it. Wasn't the rapper performing the NBA at halftime? It's true. That's a good point. I, I said, that's why I said, every, a lot of people in the industry owe us checks. Tennessee, tennis wasn't doing urban commercials until they saw us do urban commercials. Uh. With the street stuff. Soccer wasn't doing urban commercials until they yeah. saw us. We paved the way for everybody, where the game played, where everything went. Because my thing was this. I'm like, we don't, I'm pushing now for us to be in the Hall of Fame because we deserve it. Because we, the, the, the criteria of the Hall of Fame is for if you change the game. We change the game in the industry because everything's happening right now from music to basketball, the way the commercial, the deal is going, is because we started that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and we don't get the credit for that. They get the credit for it, but it wasn't them. It was our talent. Right. High talent black people artists. That's all we did. <laughs> That's all we did. We should we show how talented we are. But like you said before, the money didn't reap because and we always have this problem. We don't come together when we the way we're supposed to. I don't have to like you to make money. Right. Everybody, I live in New York my whole life. I tell you all the time, yeah, it's racist people in New York. But you see it more in the country. But one thing I learned about New York was when I was growing up, this white dude might not like me, but he's gonna pay me. For my talent and give me to do the job, but he's not gonna break bread with me. I'm okay with that. Mm. I'm okay with you not breaking bread with me because I don't want you in my house anyway, because I don't like you. <laughs> right. I got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna do my job, you're gonna do your job and pay me. I'm gonna do my job and get it. I'm gonna keep it moving. And we're gonna respect each other. But right. when you go when you get to another level, a lot of people can't do that. Right. And I'm pretty sure you dealt with it like that. Like exactly what you mean. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like so that to me, that's that's what made me different when I when anything I approach. I'm never I'm never gonna like I'm not mad at the contract. I'm mad at the ability of us to change the contract because we had it, we had the power to do it, but because of our ignorance, you call it ignorance, you call it stubbornness, you call it, you know, insecurities, you can call it whatever you want to call it. At some point it hit somebody on the team, but that was the problem. And then also you can say the owners didn't want to get it because they wanted that power. Mm. And you saw it in the you saw it in the documentary because all you talk about is what they did. Mm. Yeah, they started a dope t-shirt comp- company off of the slang and genre of what we talk in the hood. Right. Because you played pickup in the hood. Yep. yep. So you took, you took that and did it, and it was dope. 
Then you said we need something else, and it didn't work out. And then you got us, who is the T-shirt. I, we are the trash T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And live, live and direct. Mm-hmm. You know, so you took that and you benefit from it and you look us in the face. And that's why I say I'm my 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 remorse or my I never say hatred, but my dispute, my dislike of the owners isn't nothing to do with contracting them like that. It's the fact you looked me in the face as a man and said you would take care of me. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I help you and do this partnership, you said that yo, if we be successful, we'll make sure we take care of y'all. I don't know what level he would take. Like when I told my wife I'm gonna take care of you, I took I'm taking care of my wife. You tell your wife, she got I'm gonna give her whatever she wants, whatever she needs, and make sure she's right. right. And do that. No matter what anybody say, they didn't do that. I'm not saying they had to, if they made 65 million, they had to give me 32 million. Right. But it should be a mill behind it. Gotcha. <laughs> right. But in their mind, they go, and it's nothing to do with the product. This is what I want people to understand. It has nothing to do with the product. People gonna say, oh, you went there. It's about who the who the money going to. It was right. never, they didn't think we deserved it. That's a better way of saying it. No. Nope. Our respect. They didn't think we deserved it. And we going and we going through it in 2022 with other things in life that we that we fighting for and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They didn't think we deserved it. Like, that's the best way you can say it. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm okay with that because I try to get my brothers to force that. Because you think about it, and we go. I'm done, and we're not doing it. What are they gonna do? Right, right. This, right. this is right before they start all this stuff. What are they gonna do? Tag it. Yeah. <sighs> right, 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 right. I like, cause you think about you think about all the contracts you did with your agent. Yeah. How many times have he came back and said, "Man, they pissed at you because they ain't want to give you, but I got it for you." Of course. <laughs> That's what they're supposed to do. So, so it's like you know that you. Hundred percent right. But if y'all would have all done it together, formed the union on one accord, made that demand, they would have had no choice but they came to whatever demand that y'all had because y'all were the product. They could not go any further, and none of that would happen with N one without y'all. So that's could you imagine middle of the tour, we get on we get on social media at the time with internet and go, hey, we done because they don't want to pay us. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. And they, the whole, the whole, everybody that loved y'all, when they said the line wasn't around the block, it was the block. Though all those people, and then globally, would have been put the pressure on them, and they would have had to give you whatever you wanted. It would have been y'all company. Y'all would have owned the company. When I when I get off, I'm gonna see I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you the picture. The first time we played at Venice, when we had, when we had Larry Hughes on, well, we had Larry Hughes on come out and play. Uh-huh. I'm, gonna see, I'm gonna say I'm gonna see how I find. I'm gonna find an air shot of Venice Beach when we played. Okay. When it was fully packed out, we got no stands. It's fully packed out. It's like 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 ants. Yeah. People on the roofs and stuff at Venice trying to watch the game. Wow. I, I got, and that day never happened ever again. Like I tell you before, like we didn't have no social media. We came out then now social media. We'll we'll need like two police force to be able to get the game started. <laughs> wow. Like, Cause you know you've been like how crazy it was. We go we go on the hood like we didn't because the thing about us was. We made it different, and it ain't different from the NBA guys because they all grew up the same. We grew up, but we just go, we get phone like y'all won't come to this hood and play. Where's that? Sends sends the address. <laughs> we pull, pull up with the bus, right. we out, and we get there. The team will have uniforms, and it'd be three thousand people in the park. Like, wow. like, like you know, like we did it. We did it in Boston. We was at a real station, and me it was me, man, AO, hot sauce. We had they like they got they, they called us and. Y'all ain't real. Y'all won't come to so and so on Sunshine Street. What? 
we be in the hour. <laughs> and we get on the bus and like, y'all want to do it? Like, yeah, we want to do it. We be we get there in an hour. And this is because the young us. We ain't thinking about contract. We ain't thinking about right, right. We get there and it's 2,000 people there. And the team to do that call is they had on, and matter of fact, one of them said, yeah, they on green tank tops. These niggas had matching tank top uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it, it was kind of a setup, but yeah. when everybody was going, they, they, everybody went and got there. We got right. there and we had a little tussle in the beginning because it got super physical. Yeah. And I did this joint and the crowd went crazy. And then the hood acceptors in Boston. And that's how I went every city from Detroit to Chicago to everywhere we went. That's how we did. We go up in the park. What, what, what's the toughest part? Oh, really? Okay, we're going to show up. Right. But if you look at it now on social media, what they call crashing the court. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all us. It ain't. It ain't, it ain't nothing else but us. But like you said before, for us to do what we do, not be in the Hall of Fame, which I you said I keep pushing that, but mm-hmm. not be in the Hall of Fame, and then for people to look at us and go, we haven't, we we ain't do nothing. Matter of fact, there's a couple guys that got jobs on, on ESPN and TNT because they use our slogans to get jobs and act like we ain't do like we ain't change the culture. No question. We we allow you to be able to go, yo, that's my dude, dude. You yeah. Charles, you couldn't talk this way if we didn't do this. Right, right. And then also some of y'all moves are now incorporated into regular NBA moves. All the stuff the hot sauce was doing, breaking the ankles, the snatch back, all of that. that I know all of that was y'all. <laughs> so I'm with you 100%. Well, look, I, I cannot wait for your book to come out. And, you know, much respect to you. You know, I've known you for a while, always had a lot of respect to you um, on and off the court and spiritually and your walk with, you know what I mean? So on a whole different level, levels as a father, as a husband, everything that you do. So I just want to let you know, much respect to you. And, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And I can't wait for this book to come out. I'm mean, going to keep saying it. Can't wait for this book to come out. Oh, thank you. And I'm, I'm hoping everybody support. Like, the name of the book is something that's dope that one of my one of my big bros gave me to help me get the title. The title of the book is called Life's a Beautiful Headache. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. All right, man. All right, headache. I'll let you get back to your day. You know what I mean? Being a father, I know you got to take the kids somewhere and do something like that. So, hey. And, and daddy, daddy Uber, yo, Daddy Uber. That's who it is. <laughs> That's who we are. Who, all right, so who we got to take next? Where, where you got to go? All right, all right, let me get ready. You know what I mean? Hey, I mean, you laugh. My, I, my, my, my two oldest in the band at the school, they they don't even come home a day. My youngest got softball brass tryout. And we yeah. got a football game to be at. So, yeah. you know. Me and the white go like this. Okay, who got who? <laughs> you go that way, you go that way. <laughs> Holler at you later. <laughs> you like, break. <laughs> All right, man. I, I'm going to holler at you again. Thanks again for coming on the show. Much respect to you. Right. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to The Rematch. You can find more episodes on basketballnews.com. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find my articles on basketballnews.com along with exclusive content from Kenyon Martin, James Posey, and more. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Thomas 36 Let me know what you thought of this episode and who you'd like to see as a guest. I would love your feedback.